Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast with intuitive life coach, Dave Shep. Dave pulls from his corporate experience and a bit of new age woo-woo to help you find your own personal power and step up to lead others. Listen in for help merging your physical, emotional, and spiritual life to reach your full potential and live your passion. Let's get started. Here is your host, Dave Shep. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's show. How is everybody? I am doing well. I want to thank you so much for being here and listening with me today. Um, this show is definitely something that means a lot to me. So just the fact to know that you guys are out there listening, it makes a, it makes a world of difference because I, I check my analytics and I see where I'm at. And uh, it, it's, it's really been rising up over the last couple of months. Uh, so I'm very, very grateful for that. So if you guys are listening, you must be really bored if you're listening to me. <laughs> so I, um, I've had a good week so far. My mouth's a little bit on fire right now. I, I swear I have like no Latino ancestry or, or, or no Hispanic ancestry because f- for me, paprika is hot. You know, I, I'm such a, a wuss when it comes to hot foods. And I just ate something called a hot chicken bowl from Freshly. Um, and <laughs> it's like my mouth is on fire. I, I just had a whole cup of water. My nose is running. And it's not even that hot um, to, to a normal person, I'm sure. But to me, it's just like, holy cow. <laughs> So I do apologize if you can hear that in my mouth today or in my, uh, with my nose running at all. So I do apologize, but it has been a good week so far. Um, Father's day is coming up. So I'm pretty excited uh, about that. Um, just for some friends of mine who are just really great dads and want to give a big shout out to them. Uh, my own dad passed away a year ago. Um, and even though we weren't that close, um, you know, towards the end of our lives. Um, you know, I still love him and I know he still loves me. There was just a lot of, a lot of hurt and pain for a lot of different things. Um, you know, when I was younger, when you're 18 and you come out and you're gay, it can create some, some drama, <laughs> which it did. Um, and ever since then, uh, you know, my dad and I never really had a, a close relationship after that. Um, I moved out of state and, uh, but we, we reconnected about, Probably when I was 30, we reconnected. And then the last 20 years, you know, we'll, we'll talk maybe, you know, once or twice a year. And, uh, you know, there, again, there was just love. There, there, there was love, but there just, it, it was, there wasn't a lot of room for, uh, for a lot of other things. He never got to meet my husband. So I think that's something that I, I'll always regret. But, uh, it's one of those things where you just, you deal, right? And, uh, it's, it's what we do. We cope, you know, we, we learn not to, we learn not to give other people our power. And and that's one thing I did is I moved on. You know, I, I did not let my dad keep my power because he disapproved with, with my life, you know, and back then in the eighties, when all this happened, it was like, this is a choice, but nope, dad wasn't a choice, but I love you anyway. And I'm going to love you forever. Thank you for giving me life. But, uh, Happy, happy Heavenly Father's Day. And to all you fathers out there who are listening to this, I just want to say happy Father's Day to you. And uh, there, there's so many, so many great things that, I, that I've seen lately when it comes to parenting and fathers with people that I've been working with. And I've just been very, very impressed uh, on a lot of levels. Uh, I, I know some great men who are great fathers. Uh, 
who are definitely uh, in the mode. You know, they realize that they put their children, you know, their children, uh, they put themselves first, then they put their family second. And it, because of that, because the men are growing, because the men are taking care of themselves, because the men are doing personal care, they're becoming better husbands, better fathers, better leaders, um, you, you know, and all, all of these things. And when I say put yourself first, what I mean is let, let's find your balance. Let's figure out where your balance is for your spirituality, your physicality, your health and fitness, you know, your light, your shadow, your divine feminine, your divine masculine, all, all these different things. Uh, are things that we just want to bring into balance in your life. And you'll find that when those um, six fundamentals are in balance, that your life is actually very, very good. Um, so it's, it, that's, you know, what I hope for everybody. And that's what I've seen a lot lately with my clients. And uh, it was funny the other day I took, so I was, I'm not going to see you on Father's Day. So I, I took over one of my clients some donuts uh, because there's this little place near me that they make these tiny little donuts <laughs> and you get a whole bucket. So I, I took them over to him and uh, I got two buckets because it's him and his wife and his two girls. And I've decided that I could never have a vocation as an Uber Eats driver <laughs> because I got these two buckets. They don't have lids and I'm sitting there driving and I'm like, hmm, what are, they, they look good, okay. And, you know, you, you kind of have that angel and your devil on your shoulder. And the, normally the angel would be like, don't do it. And the devil's like, Yo, do it. Well, both of them, the angel and the devil were both going, do it. Eat the damn donuts, Dave. You know you want one. Uh, so I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> so I ate a donut out of the bucket. And then I ate a second donut out of the bucket. I was like, okay, I'm limiting myself at two. Um, and then I was like, well, wait, then they're going to be not equal. And I can't give them two unequal things. So there are two unequal buckets of donuts. So I had two from the other bucket as well, <laughs> just to balance it out. Luckily it was only a 40 minute drive. So I, I was, you know, really good with those four. Half, a part of me there during that drive was like 20, 25 minutes into it. I was like, just stop, pull over, eat all the donuts and then just go home. Uh, but I didn't, I was good. So stay, staying true to myself, staying true to my fitness and still trying to, to do a nice thing for someone that I really care about because he is a great dad and, you know, his family is just amazing. They're very welcoming. Uh, and I've known him for several years now and just definitely somebody that I highly, highly respect. So happy father's day to all of you men out there who are dads. And if you're a son, I hope you really realize how special your dad can be. And, uh, you know, even though that I never reconnected with my dad, I hope that if you are a son and you have an estranged father, that there will be ways for you guys to heal. And if anybody needs help with that kind of uh, taking that move forward, just reach out to me, DM me. I can help in, in any way. Um, I always like to. Today, I thought I would go ahead and talk about uh, part three of my one-year program. So my program I'm kind of a King Arthur nerd, uh, always have been. I, lo I love the story of King Arthur Merlin, uh, the round table, the knights, um, you know, because for me, in integrity, knighthood, chivalry, all those things have always been a, a, a big thing for me. Like whenever I read a book or whenever I watch movies, I, I enjoy that, that kind of, that kind of thing. And, um, it's one of those things where you can really be a hero for other people. Um, the character Merlin resonates a lot with me because of my coaching and, the things that I do with my intuitive life coaching is definitely get into someone's life and, and help lead them, help them become a leader. So I named 
all five of my programs uh, in my one-year program, which I, I call the one-year program, The Hero's Journey. But the first part of the program is called The Apprentice, which I talked about a couple of episodes ago. Uh, last week's program was is uh, part two, which I call The Craftsman. Uh, today's episode, I'm talking about part three, and I call that part The Knight, you know, when you attain your knighthood. Becoming a self-leader is, is, is this part. Uh, part four of my program I'll talk about next week. Um, I call that the noble. And then part five of my program, the en- end of my one-year uh, program, is called the monarch. And basically, it's this hero's journey of believing in yourself, finding your power, figuring out who you are, coming into your power, um, you know, build, building a, a team, building a followers, and then leading your community. Um, and that's a lot of what my, my hero's journey is about. And I've, I've had great success with it. And I, I love working with people at different levels uh, of the program. And it has just been something that has been extremely enjoyable. Um, but today, like I said, I'm going to talk about part three. And for me, this one, I, I call it the night because I think once we've gotten through the apprentice and the craftsman, um, you really have, you know, the apprentice is all about figuring out who you are, you know, figuring out how, how to love yourself, how to treat yourself, how to care for yourself, uh, and that you're worthy. You know, the craftsman is where you start building yourself. So this is where, you know, you, you find your personal power, you reclaim your personal power, you build who you are and and know who you want to be. So then by the time we get to part three, which is the night, this is where you start self-leading, where you literally start leading yourself. You know, there's no more procrastination. There's no more self-sabotage. There's no more, oh, you know, I, I don't think I'm good enough. Now is the time to take action. So when I get people into part three of my program, this is the things that we we work on. Um, one of the things that is always very evident is taking control of your thoughts. So by the time you've worked with me for you know anywhere between five months at this point, um, I've really taught you a lot about yourself. And one of the biggest things is calming that inner voice because as we've talked about in the past, that inner voice can be such a horrible, a horrible thing. You know, you live with it twenty four seven. If you have somebody telling you five to six hours out of the day that you're worthless, that you're a piece of shit, then that that wear, wears on you day in and day out and day in and day out. Um. And so we stop that. We quiet that voice. We, I teach you how to love yourself. I teach you how to be your best friend. And at this point, when you start taking control of your thoughts, you're looking into a mirror going, Jesus, I'm incredible. You know, I, I, I've got this. I can do this. I am unstoppable. I am going to make an impact. And it's not like, you know, you've heard of daily affirmations where you wake up in the morning, and you spend a few minutes and you're like, I am special, you know, blah, blah, blah. it's not that. That, you know, that's very forced. And, and while all that shit's good and all, I, I personally, I've done it, never made a difference. Um, but being able to take control of my thoughts and being able to tell myself all throughout the day and speak gentle to myself and tell myself that I'm, I'm, I'm a hero, tell myself that I'm a success, tell myself that I'm great, that I'm proud of myself. That is the difference because it's not an affirmation at that point. It literally just comes down to you're being kind to yourself. It's that you're taking control of your thoughts and you're becoming more and more self-aware so that you don't self-sabotage, so that you don't hurt yourself. So you don't look into mirror, into the mirror and say, my arms are too small. My pecs are too small. My waist is too big. 
you know, my hair is, is receding, all those things, screw that. But when you become self-aware and you start taking control of your thoughts, you walk by the mirror and you look at yourself and you're like, wow, you know, I'm really happy with who I am. I'm grateful for my physical body. I'm grateful for all of the great things that I have in my life. And because of that, I'm special. And what is my phrase? I tell people I'm a gift to the world, you know, <laughs> and I believe that with all my heart. I believe that because I help so many people and there are so many instances. And I have so many testimonials and so many reviews of people saying, Dave, without you, I wouldn't be where I am today. I don't do that for fame. I don't do that for, you know, that self gratification. I do that because it feels right. I do that because I'm excited to help other people. I do that because I think that the world needs someone saying, Hey, you matter. You're special. And if I need to believe in you first, before you start believing in yourself, then, then I'm the guy and I'm here for you. Now let's get to work and make this your best life. So the self-awareness, the taking control of your thoughts, um, you know, it's calming that inner critic, which is sometimes that inner critic can just be such a dick. You know, one thing that I really, um, really helps a lot is breathing. And I think, uh, Wim Hof has an app, uh, his breathing app and his cold showers, uh, cold showers suck, man. <laughs> but I, I get why he does them and, and I've tried it. Uh, it, it works sometimes. Um, and it's definitely a process. So if you don't have the Wim Hof app, it's W-I-M-H-U-F, I believe. Um, but the Wim Hof uh, programs with breathing of how important breath is, um, how breath can help calm you, how breath can help recenter you, how breathing can help ground you uh, is very, very powerful. And when you do breath work and, and you calm that breathing and you take your deep breaths and, and, you know, I think part of Wim's thing is you take uh, 30 deep breaths, a uh, really intense 30 deep breaths. And then at the end you hold your breath for as long as you can. And I've gotten up to about three and a half minutes uh, of holding my breath. And I can tell you the chemicals that are released during this process uh, of the, the self-preservation and, and all the, the, the good good uh, hormones and, and uh, whatever they're called, um, dopamine, all, all that stuff, comes out when you do this exercise is amazing. He's the professional about this. He knows about it. Check him out on his website. Check him out on his app. I highly recommend it. But when you're using breathing to help calm yourself, to help control control your inner thoughts, to help you become self-aware, it is definitely something that is very powerful. So I would definitely uh, recommend him. The other thing in this part of the program is where we have to kind of erase and replace um, a lot of limiting beliefs. You know, when we're going through um, the apprentice and the craftsman, we identify a lot of limiting beliefs. A lot, you know, I, I tell people it's like you have shackles on. You know, someone has put shackles on you, and it could be a fourth grade teacher. It could be a parent. It could be a spouse. It could be an ex-girlfriend that you dated twice, but they said something to you that stuck. And because that stuck, it has impacted your life on a, on a conscious and subconscious level. And it sucks. But what I teach you in this part of my program is that one sentence can harm you. Then one sentence can heal you. 
And we, we deep dive into that. We find the root cause. We figure out what that trigger was. We figure out what that causality was. And then we erase that belief and then we replace it with something that's positive, something that's better. And I think each of you now who are listening, you can sit back and think of one person in your life, one conversation that you had in your life with one person that when you think of it, it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel less than who you are. That's what I'm talking about. And on the same note, you can also think of one sentence told to you by someone that you care and love and who does the same to you. And that has changed your life, whether you know them or not, whether it's a celebrity or a historical figure, whatever. But this one sentence or one quote has made you be better. So we both have that in us, or we all have this, this in us. So what I try to do is I try to erase and replace limiting beliefs in this part of my program. The other thing too is just um, as we're going through this, and I'm talking about you know comedy and critic, the breathing, is just knowing your value, knowing what you bring to the table. Because for me, uh, you know, as a coach, I I don't charge for my time, like you know what. My, my coaching, it, it's pretty expensive, but I don't charge for my time. What I charge for is the last 30 years of my life that I have spent creating the programs and understanding and gaining the wisdom and gaining the knowledge over the last 30 years of all the hard work I've done, of all the classes I've taken, of all the programs I've taken, of all the people I've talked to, of all the coaching I paid for. That's what I charge for. And that needs to go how you are as well. If, knowing your value, if you are an entrepreneur or as a, as a leader and you're trying to figure out how to run your business or how to know your value, what, what to be able to say in your place of employment about who you are, your value is not your hour, you know, the, the hour that you spend there during the day. Your value is what you bring to the table. And it's every bit of you. It's your mental, your emotional, your spiritual your physical, everything that you have, that is your value. So when I help people become a knight, I help them to know their value and know their potential and know what they bring to the table. When you are a negotiator, whether you're in real estate, sales, anything, and you're trying to negotiate a deal or close a deal, if you don't know your value, know your potential, know the value of your product, know the potential of your product, and know the value of the person sitting in front of you, then you're negotiating with your hands tied behind your back. And a lot of people negotiate against themselves. Oh, you know what? I can't charge this much because this person can't afford it. You don't know what the hell that person can afford. You have no idea what someone will pay for something. And especially what they will pay for something if it means something to them. Because it's not only the value of something, it's the emotional value of something. And you see this all the time when you go to any kind of auctions or anything. If something has an emotional, if someone has an emotional attachment to something, if they're a collector or if they care about a certain thing, if they want something, they'll pay five, six, seven times more for something because of that emotional connection to its value. So if you know your value, if you know your potential, and then if you can understand how to communicate with others and to read others and to sense others' value and potential, then it really makes you incredible at negotiation, incredible at sales, you know, because you believe in yourself. 
And it's like I said earlier, you've just become self-aware. You believe in yourself. And all of a sudden, your expectations have been raised. When you have raised your expectations for yourself, it's incredible. Because I think that each of us out there, and if, if you've been listening, or if you're listening right now, you've met somebody in your life that when you meet them, you feel like you want to be a better person around them. And, and we've all experienced it some way. Sometimes it's been a father or grandfather or a mom, or it could be a girlfriend, or it could be an employer. It could be a mentor, a role model of some kind. But when you're around them, you're thinking, wow, I'd like the person that I am when I'm in this person's orbit because they make me self-aware, want to be better. I want to learn more. I want to do more. I want to be more. And this is special. So when you can do that for yourself, that's what I teach in this part of my program. You don't have to find an outside influence to want to be better. I teach you to look inside and I teach you to realize how special and unique that you are. The other day, something came across to one of my feeds and it was like, do you even know how you, ex you exist right now? And it, it was like, you exist one times to the 10th power of 2.6 million. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but it sounded impressive. Like, ooh. <laughs> and basically it was a Ted talk, I think. And the Ted talk guy was saying what it is. If you take the entire country of Norway give them all a set of dice and every one of them rolls a seven, then that's how you were born. That's the odds of you being born with all, with everything going on in the, in the universe, with the planet, with, with atoms, with cells, everything with, with the species, with, with the environment, everything going on. That is how unique and rare your life is. So don't ever think that you're fucking worthless, that you have not accomplished anything. Just the fact that you're living and breathing, you accomplish something incredible. And the fact that you're here today listening to this tells me that you have survived and beaten every bad day in your life. That is how strong you are. That is how wonderful you are. The problem is at this point is if you're feeling bad about things, if you're hating things, if you're miserable about things, what you're doing is you're continuing to live in the past. And what you need to do is take the past and take the lessons and turn that pain into wisdom. And I'm going to be doing a show and I'm actually going to be doing a class on how to turn your pain into wisdom in the future. Um, I, uh, for now, just Google it, figure, figure it out, figure out what it means to take your pain and turn it into wisdom, to take your pain and turn it into a lesson so that you can stop talking about it. I've got a couple of people in my life that, you know, I have to interact with every now and then and it's draining. <laughs> like as soon as I know they're coming over, or as soon as I know that I have to go to them for something, I'm just like, oh, this is going to suck. Cause I know the conversation is going to be. Oh, hi. How are you? Yeah. Life sucks. You know, I hate my life. You know, 
you know, somebody was mean to me when I was in school and, you know, blah, 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 you know, and every time you get to recap the horrors that is their life. And for me, I'm like, Hey, how's your day going? You know, <laughs> I'm just like happy bubbly. And then th they get a hold of you and it's like, okay, now, now I, I feel bad about myself <laughs> because you're just letting that energy get into you. And, and I really have to shield myself, you know, especially as an empath, I, I feel like, you know, I can feel their emotions. So it's, it's hard. Um, but you know, it's definitely something that, that I work towards and get better at, but Jesus Christ, if you are that type of person, if you drain the energy, when you walk into a room, cut the shit out. Yeah. You had some pain, big woo. We all have, everybody's had it. Okay. Now it's time to forgive and forget and, and think about your future, but you keep reliving the past and then you're making the past your future. It really is that simple. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It really is that simple. You're self-sabotaging. You're not leading yourself. You're not the knight. And that's what I want you to think of. And that's what we talk about a lot in this part of my program. The other thing is just kind of finding your passion. I mean, if you guys just heard my voice raise a little bit, that's my passion. Okay, my passion is helping people stop feeling horrible about themselves. My passion is to help people believe in themselves and dream for bigger things and go out and create because we're all here to create. We're all here to do these wonderful things of creating so that we can do good things. And when we're creating, when we're living that life of creation, we are really powerful. So taking the initiative in all situations, taking action, finding your, you know, with all the stuff that's about your passion, is definitely something that, that we cover in this part of my program, you know, and, and it, you're going to have to make some difficult choices. Sometimes you got to cut people out of your life because like I said, the people that I have to interact with sometimes, um, I, I really limit the way that they're in my life. I keep them at arm's length because I can't deal with that. I can't deal with that constant negativity, the constant woe is me. Because someone was mean to me when I was 12 or because something happened when I was 17, you know, and these people are in their fifties, get over it. And I know this is like a dicky thing to say, but Jesus Christ, if you would, if you knew how easy it was, everybody's like, I've been in therapy for years. If you've been in therapy for years, it's not fucking working. Okay. And I, you know, I respect psychologists. I respect what they do, but if it's not working for you, then you need to find something else. Because I personally have transformed people's lives and belief system and everything about them, sometimes in less than three months, six months, nine months, definitely within the year. And, and I've got the data to prove it. I've got the case studies to prove it. I've got the testimonials to prove it. But what it is, is you have to want to work on yourself and you have to let go of the pain that you're constantly reminding yourself and everyone else about on a daily basis. We need to problem solve. We need to make difficult choices. We need to do some creative thinking. We need to embrace change. That is what you need to do. If you're using coping mechanisms like alcohol, drugs, you know, just different things like that, you're not dealing with the pain. You're living in the pain. 
you know, pain is a trigger. Anger is a trigger. You you don't want to stay in these areas. You don't want to stay angry. You don't want to stay in pain. Those are triggers so that you can come and live in the light. And that's what it really is. In this part of my program too, I always talk, I talk about your shadow because for me, your shadow is your power. It's all that dark stuff that you're ashamed of, all the, everything that you don't tell people who you are, that you hide from others because you're not authentic. As you go through the first two steps of my program, we find your authenticity. We find your voice. We find who you are. We stop compartmentalizing your life. And then all of a sudden, all of this shame that you've carried, all of this stuff about yourself that you don't want people to know. We identify that that's your, that's your freaking power. And we don't want to be ashamed of it. We don't want to hide it. We want to own it. We want to own our power because by owning it, by saying, this is who we are, this is the type of person that we are. Then we control it. When we control it, it serves us. And that becomes our power. That is our superpower. That is our superhuman ability is the parts of ourselves that we are most ashamed of because it just comes down to trying to fight the ego. You know, it's one of the things is the ego is very, very impatient because it knows that it's only around while you're in your physical body. So it's only around while you're living in your physical body, the ego. When we die, we go back to spirit. Spirit is eternal. So the part of spirit that's within us now, that's our patience. That's our, you know, everything is fine. Everything is going to be okay. But the ego is just clawing at, at, at the spirit, clawing at, at everybody else's spirit and saying, no, 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 I want to be seen. I want to be seen because I'm not going to be here much longer. No, don't let the ego control you. And a lot of times the ego is that shame, that hiding, you know, all of the things that just make you want to want to not be the true you. Problem solving and creative thinking are two of the most powerful coping mechanisms in the world. When you take control of your thoughts and you take control of problems and you see a wall in front of you and you look at that wall and you're thinking, okay, I can go over it. I can go to the left side. I can go to the right thing, or I can just break that bitch down. That's problem solving. You're being creative. You're trying to figure things out. You know, you're bringing your passion into it. You're raising your expectations. I remember someone actually told me this once. I was in my twenties and I, I said a couple of things and, and I'm just talking about how bad my life was at the time. Again, I was, I was being that total asshole who just was letting my ego take control, living in the past, constantly being the boohoo victim. And someone said, uh, you know, I told him what my problems were. He's like, you know, you really need to get bigger problems. <laughs> and I, I thought that was funny. And it kind of stuck with me all these years. Um, and then I think uh, several years ago, I heard someone say, uh, talking about goals, how someone it was like in their thirties and they met all their goals. And I heard someone say, yeah, you need to get bigger goals. <laughs> um, but it's, it's that thing is get bigger problems and get bigger goals. Because I really do think that that is going to, to help you. You know, when we talk about our shadow and our darkness, that's our hero versus villains. That's the, the light side of the force, the dark side of the force. Freaking own the dark side, man own it. That's who you are. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide it. Bring it right out for everybody to see. Because when you do that, you come into your power. You don't worry about what others think. You claim your personal power and then you control it. 
and you start using these things for good. I have one client who's very, very good at manipulation. He has a way of just going into a room and manipulating people. And he's, he's done horrible things in his past because of it. And he hid it. And when we identified it, when we talked about it, when we talked about what manipulation was and how it can be used for good, how he owned it. Now, when he meets people and people that he's close to, he tells them, I'm a, I am such a good manipulator. And people are like, no, you're not. And then, you know, he's, he just starts owning it. And then they see what he's done and what he's doing and how he does it. He's really good at sales. There's a reason why. So now he's trying to do it ethically. He's changed in the three years that I've known him. I don't work with him any longer. He was, he's a former client, but he has totally transformed and changed his life because he's living the life as a hero by using his powers as a villain because he's integrated all into one. And, and that's amazing. It really, really is amazing. So I want you guys to think about that today. Think about these different things. Think about what it means to live in balance. Think about what it means to lead yourself to quiet and take control of your thoughts, taking initiative, become self-aware. These are all things that you deserve, that you're owed. And it's really, really special. So I want to thank you all very much for listening to me today. And I hope you have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Coaching for Leaders podcast with Dave Shep. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you like the show, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you know someone searching for their life purpose, be sure to tell them about the show. Find Dave at Facebook.com slash Dave Shep Consult and on Instagram at Dave Shep Consulting or visit the website at www.daveshepconsulting.com.